0: And the king said, Let him turn to his own house, and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house, and saw not the king's face. Second Samuel 14.24 Lord, through the listening of Second Samuel, I now see you as the God of closed doors. With this as my new viewpoint, I pray that you continually give me the strength and resolve to keep the door closed on unhealthy relationships that you've allowed me to leave from the story of my life. I declare that I have a keen eye for the ones who desire to harbor harmful and wicked thoughts against me and my future. Allow the gatekeepers in my life to help me recognize when people are knocking on the door of my new season only to wreak havoc. And bring division and chaos. My life is too precious to not guard the treasure that lies within me. Thank you for giving me rich and refreshing relationships instead. Thank you that when some relationships are unhealthy, you will point them out and reclose the door again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com
1: Absalom Returns In our last story, we peered into the difficult relationships within David's family. One of David's sons, Amnon, raped his half-sister, Tamar. As an act of revenge, Absalom, her brother, and David's other son, murders him. Now Absalom waits in Geshur, stewing in bitterness over his father's inaction. In this story, Absalom will return from hiding after Joab devised a way to convince David of his innocence, as inspired by 2 Samuel.
2: with Conair Air Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens.
3: Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our prior episode, we learned how David's family began to unravel into chaos as a consequence of his sin with Bathsheba and as a direct result of the choice that he made to marry many women. When his son Amnon raped his own sister Tamar, Tamar sought refuge with David's son Absalom who took revenge and killed his brother Amnon. Absalom hated his father for his failure to intervene and punish Amnon, and as he lived in exile, Absalom planned for the day he would return to punish his father. Today we'll hear of Absalom coming out of hiding, aided by David's commander Joab, who hopes to convince David to forgive his son.
1: Joab watched David's heart wrestle over his banished son Absalom, David held his head low, and had deep sighs of disappointment when speaking of him. However, David was stubborn, and did not want to send for his son to return, nor did he think Absalom deserved to return for what he did. Joab felt the need to intervene somehow so the sadness would stop. Furthermore, Joab felt a sense of responsibility over Absalom, since he could quite possibly be king when David died. Joab sent for an actress from Tekoa. They met with her in secret and devised a plan for her to meet with the king over a fake matter. Joab coached her in what she should say. She would weave a tale of her two sons in order to pull at David's heartstrings. And when the time was right, she would try and convince David to allow Absalom to return. So the woman dressed in all black as a widow and mustered up convincing tears to present to David. She walked into his presence and shouted, Save me, Lord King David perked up, concerned with how frantic the woman was What happened? David asked as he gestured for her to take a seat I am a widow, the woman began to sniffle My husband is dead and one of my sons killed my other son over his inheritance David folded his arms and continued to listen to her The whole clan desires for me to give my son over to death. That would leave me with no husband and no sons to protect me. David leaned over and held her hand. Go back home. I will send word to help you. If anybody tries to harm you, I will make sure they never lay a hand on you. The woman smiled and placed her hand on David and thanked him. She stood up and before walking out she came back and said, Lord... "'Please allow me to ask one more thing. "'Speak,' David said with a compassionate smile. "'If you would forgive my son the blood of his brother, "'why would you not forgive your own?' she asked. "'David leaned back in his seat. "'He paused for a few moments, tapping his foot on the floor. "'He looked at the woman, then back at the door, "'then back at the woman again. "'Come, sit.' He asked the woman, gesturing her to sit down again. I need you to tell me the honest truth. The woman nodded. Did Joab send for you to come tell me these things? Immediately the woman burst into tears. This time they were real. She had been caught in Joab's lie. She went to her knees and said, Yes, Lord, it was Joab. "'Please do not be angry with me. "'He put every word in my mouth "'so that you would reconsider bringing your son back home. "'You are truly gifted with the wisdom of God.' "'David sent her away and did not hold the crime against her. "'It would be a silly thing for him "'to hold her accountable for Joab's conspiracy. "'David sent for Joab, "'and the man entered in before David and sat down. "'The two of them stared at one another for a few moments.' David was annoyed that Joab would go to such great lengths to tell him what he already knew. David sighed and rubbed his temple. Go and bring back Absalom, David ordered. Joab's eyes lit up. He could have sworn David would imprison him for lying. Thank you, my lord, Joab said. He may come back to the land, but he may not enter into my presence, David said. And just like that, Joab left to go return Absalom. Absalom trotted back into Jerusalem with the sun to his back. People could not help but marvel at Absalom as he rode back into the city, for there was no man more handsome in all of Israel. His physique was chiseled and unscarred from war. He had long, thick hair that rested on his muscular shoulders. Absalom returned with his three sons and one daughter, He and his family dwelled in Jerusalem for two years without ever seeing David in passing. Absalom dwelled in his house of bitterness. Even though he was back in Jerusalem, he still felt like an exile. He would scoff often at his father's incompetent ruling and fantasize about what it would be like to be king. He heard rumors of his younger half-brother Solomon perhaps being the heir to the throne. The thought vexed him. Absalom desired to see the king, so he sent for Joab to set up a meeting. However, Joab knew better than to speak with Absalom, so he ignored his messages. Absalom sent for Joab a second time. Still, there was no reply. Finally, he had his servants venture out into Joab's farm and burn one of his fields to the ground. The flames were a reminder to Joab that Absalom was capable of hideous evils, And he was to be feared. Joab finally came to Absalom enraged and a bit afraid. Why would you burn down my field? Joab yelled. Absalom sat in his courtyard casually, paying no attention to Joab's rage. I sent for you and you did not reply, Absalom said matter-of-factly. I would not have come out of exile if I knew I wasn't going to be able to be in the palace with my father. Joab gulped seeing a twinge of madness in Absalom's eyes. Take me to him. If he finds me guilty, then he shall kill me. Joab did as he wished and brought Absalom to David. David watched as his son approached the gates. He was reminded of how Saul once exiled him into the wilderness. What a tragic feeling it was to feel cast off from your family and country. David welled up with grief as his son drew closer and closer... Before Absalom could walk any further, David ran to him and embraced him. He kissed Absalom on the neck and hugged him. Tears ran down David's cheeks, but Absalom remained motionless. No amount of affection or conversation was going to change Absalom's mind. He was going to kill his father.
3: Today's passage opens with Absalom in exile, banished by his father for killing his half-brother Amnon. But Joab, David's trusted commander, could sense the king's sadness. Beneath the anger at his son was a desire to reconcile, but it was a very complicated situation. So Joab comes up with a plan. He hires a woman to pretend to be someone else, a widow with a dilemma of her own. Joab gives her all the words to say to David, and much like Nathan did when he confronted David for his sin with Bathsheba, the woman's story fools David into thinking he's ruling on someone else's situation when it actually gives him clarity for his own. The woman tells David she's a widow, and one of her sons has killed the other for the inheritance. Her clan is demanding that she hand over the killer so he can be executed for his crime, but this would leave her childless and without a provider. David has compassion on the woman and her situation. He tells her to return home and promises that nothing bad will happen to her or her son. The woman then asks David why he would forgive her son, but not his own, whom he has banished. Then she says this in 2 Samuel 14, verse 14. We must all die. We are like water spilled on the ground which cannot be gathered up again but God will not take away life, and he devises means so that the banished one will not remain an outcast. Her words were a reminder of God's mercies, and surely David was reminded that God had forgiven him of his great sin. And though she would not have known it at the time, there was also a foreshadowing of the lengths to which God would go to forgive each of us who are outcasts, banished from God's presence, But because of his love and grace, God reached out to us and brought us to himself and reconciled to us and with us because of the cross. The Bible tells us that we can be reconciled to God. David then asked her if Joab had put her up to this, and she confessed. The king sent her home and called for Joab. At last, David relented and allowed Absalom to return to Israel, but he still wanted nothing to do with him. So his son— and the king lived apart for two years. They never saw each other. For all of his wisdom, strength of character, and commitment to the Lord, David's attitude toward his son did not reflect the forgiving, patient heart of God. Allowing Absalom to return but keeping him away at arm's length was even more injurious than the banishment. It was a constant reminder to Absalom that his father did not accept him. How blessed we are! How graced we are! that God our Father does not treat us this way as his children. Absalom grew tired of being separated from David, and he knew that if he were to be king, he would have to get back into the palace. So he sent for Joab, who ignored the call twice, until finally Absalom set Jacob's fields on fire to get his attention. I can only imagine the dread in Joab's heart as he realized that Absalom, the man who might be king one day, was capable of such harsh and extreme actions just to get his way. Unable to ignore him, Joab arranged for Absalom to return to the palace. And now at last David received him with open arms and a kiss. But the damage was done, and Absalom had no love for his father. His heart was filled with ambition, bitterness, and hate, a deadly combination. Dear God, through Jesus our Lord, we thank You that while we were outcast and banished far from You, that You, as a loving Father, sent Your Son, Jesus, to welcome us into Your arms as we come to You. We come to You so often like prodigals, and like the Father, You welcome us home. Thank You for Your love and for Your Son, Jesus, who makes this reconciliation and restoration possible. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love or know, and by sharing this podcast, we can get the Word of God to the world. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you.
0: This episode is sponsored by Medishare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.